welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And with me, Robbie. And this week we are looking, reviewing and checking out Nicolas Cage's Willy's Wonderland. It, um, it was a film I wanted to check out pretty much instantly, to be honest. Um, Nicolas Cage has been doing these <laughs> really weird films. Like I, I always remember from Nicolas Cage, like he had a period where... He like won an Oscar, you know, and he did like really good. Yeah, films. leaving Las Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas. Um, he did all these kind of actiony films like Con Air, The Rock, and like just yeah, just badass films. Badass films, you and, know. And then he did like the earliest Cage film I remember is Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah. Um, and then obviously he did stuff like um, Season of the Witch, The National Wicked Treasure, Man, National Treasure, Next. Next. I don't know why that pops knowing, into my head. You know, Knowing, yeah, he did yeah, all yeah. of these weird big budget films that everybody hated, critically panned. Not National Treasure, by the way. National, yeah, treasure, national treasure is a National Treasure. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't deny that one. But yes, you're right about most of those ones. Yeah. were just he was. It was like he was just making constant terrible decisions. Well, I think apparently I heard that he spent all his money. Yeah, and even on like castles in Scotland and stuff. So he yeah, was and comic books. He had like he, li- he had literally like one of the most expensive. In fact, I believe one of he had like one of the most. He had like the first one, like the first of Superman or oh, something. Wow. Like that. And it literally it got stolen or something oh, like that. So he literally like he just he just was basically just giving away money. Yeah, <laughs> but, and then but then he did he he kind of had like this resurgence where he started making all of these small. Low I mean, he went even film. lower than like the knowing, oh, yeah. knowing and stuff like that. That was going like to a certain point, but he went down to this is we're talking direct to yeah. DVD kind of level yeah. of. Um, but he did like Mandy, um, he did Color Out of Space, he did Prisons of the Ghostlands, and Willie's Wonderland. He started, yeah. you know, he does like these. He started to do. He started to do small. At first, he was doing director to literally yeah. just shit. Just I mean, like action. They the, all do that. The though. stuff that you, you don't the stuff that publicize you it. see a lot of it now. You, you know, obviously, you know, Bruce Willis in his down to we understand why he was suddenly making so many projects. And it normally does tend to be it's money. It's it's. Yeah. I guess it's their job, and they're just taking anything they can. Nicholas Cage was absolutely skint, as he said, and when he was making, especially those director DVD ones, he was literally. Bankrupt yeah. completely, so he he need to make any project that they would give him. If they'd put something in front of him, he would do it. The same reason, say, I believe that Bruce Willis was doing anything and everything because of what we found out now of what yeah. was happening. John Travolta basically had to support a family by himself. You know, he had to just do whatever he could do. Yeah. Um. So all of them actually have a kind of actually kind of a sad reason for it why really is, they've it? had to do. Like a lot of them are these classic actors, and people are like, "Why do they make these shit?" And it's actually normally because they're either broke. I mean, Nicholas Cage is a little bit less sad. It seems like he did it to himself <laughs> by just being Nicholas Cage yeah. and being like, "You want to buy a gold toilet? Fuck yes, I'll buy I'm a gold buying. toilet." <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Um. Yeah. But um. No. No, but you're right he started but in between making these it also meant that upcoming filmmakers actually started to be like you know what Nicolas Cage and he started to seek out ones that yes could still make him some money but also could be like he could star on it just to do so like like you said with like Mandy and um, he did like ones that are more like pig and so that recently like and that's obviously his his uptick kind of thing and he was rarely in like any big blockbusters for you know and he hasn't really been in any major ones for quite a a long time like really like but nicholas cage has always had this weird energy oh and these films (laughs) yeah these films kind of allow him to channel that really yeah which is kind of what i love and i mean go kind of jumping straight into um willie's wonderland is for those who haven't seen it, um, is it's basically like Five Nights at Freddy's, you know. It, Which it, is, it, it yeah. definitely is. So whoever made this is taken inspiration without having the actual the IP of yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's. Which is being made, apparently. Yes, um, it is, with uh, Matthew, Matthew Lillard and, and Matthew Josh Lillard. Hutchinson. Yeah. And Which it's, is an interesting combo, so I'm really excited about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but my main thing is, like, it is such a weird thing because we don't have these in the uk we don't have like chucky like, cheese chucky cheese or an weird animated kids restaurants which like yeah we had some weird we had i mean they look badass stuff. by the way I, they totally look badass but they, also, <laughs> but they look badass until you until they're like 10 years 
where they've been closed, and you're like, that's actually really creepy. Yeah, yeah. So I can see the the appeal to the film, and I think this is one of the main things that, that kind of struck me about um, Willy's Wonderland in particular is we're getting a lot of the these kind of like eighties throwback films. Yeah, and Banana Splits. Which I haven't seen it, but there's one Banana Splits yeah. film which kind of has a similar kind of. Yeah, and it's and we've got eighties nostalgia going on, obviously. <laughs> but and away from the idea of just like you know, like neon, the neon lights and the synth music and stuff like that. Yeah. But this film for me had more of like an actual feeling, like I could imagine this coming out in the eighties because it's kind of it's a weird enough premise, and it kind of just gets into it, you know. It does, and I mean, you've obviously, again, with Nicolas Cage, you've got a completely silent... Which is awesome. No, he has no dialogue. He doesn't have a single line of dialogue. He's just called the janitor. Yeah, apart from making occasional noises and the crazy sounds, which is kind of, I guess, all you want out of Nicolas Cage. Yeah. It's not so much about the dialogue all the time. Not that he doesn't have amazing dialogue when he's got it, but you kind of just want him to just stand there, be a bit crazy and make some noises. And yeah. like, yeah. And, and the fact that, he, I mean, there's a part of me that wonders in one way whether this was written for him like that or whether Nicolas Cage was like, yeah, I'll do it. But my my idea is I'm, I'm, I'm this silent badass. I've got a badass car. I've got yeah. badass glasses. I play pinball for half and, the film. And just Kane energy. And that's drinks. it. And Kane, yeah, Kane pop. <laughs> yeah. And, well, it started as a, it, it was a little script. And then it was on um, it was on a website. I'm not sure what the website was. Um, and from there, it just started to slowly pick up traction, and then got um, you know into a, a feature length film, yeah. a feature length project. And then Nicolas Cage actually heard about it, and I believe he reached out to them and was like, "Sounds fucking badass." So, like you said, maybe he was like. Why don't I not do anything? Yeah. <laughs> just batter animatronic robots because that's kind of what it is. I, I I don't know why. I just have this strong feeling that this is his character choice. Absolutely. Yeah. This is Nicolas Cage coming onto a film and basically being like, I, I love it, but I want to be this. This is what I want to be. Yeah. I want to be this the silent, like almost in his head, like I'm gonna be a futuristic silent samurai. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm gonna bend people's minds with this, and, and I will destroy anything that comes near me. Uh, but I'll also only I'll also only be on set for this many days, so most of your shots you need to make yeah. with one thing. <laughs> and that's yeah. a goddamn pinball. That's I will play pinball. no other game but a pinball. <laughs> They'll be like, "Do you want to play like an '80s? Like, do you want to be Pac-Man? No, goddamn pinball." pinball. <laughs> yeah, but so like the you know the film begins when the 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 janitor as we were just calling him it's weird not to have a name for a character I love that um, where it works with the character because he's character. basically a, an, an ominous he's just yeah. a mystery and it works with the film because there's so few characters in it yeah um, but he's you know he's he's driving in Hayesville Nevada and his tires pop so the local mechanic comes and says uh, you know like I can, you know, um, and the owner Tex Macadoo. I love the name, and he says, you know, we, we can fix it. There's no ATMs nearby or anything, but if you stay overnight and clean it and clean, you know, Willy's Wonderland, then we'll fix your car for free and you can drive in the morning. And it's a re- it's a cool premise because yeah. it gets straight into I, I, it. I, I, one thing I love the fact that the guy basically just reminded me of the Texan out of Simpsons. Yeah, you know, basically <laughs> like he's got his guns and things like. And I also love that the mechanic was constantly he constantly had in his mouth, which I couldn't work out. Because in my head, I was thinking logistically, I was thinking that must be some kind of tobacco. That must be yeah. some kind of cigar. But from the look of it, it looked like he was just constantly chewing on a pepperoni. I think he might have been. <laughs> it just looked like it was a. It looked like throughout the film he has different ranging size of salamis that yeah. he is slowly <laughs> nibbling on while he's talking to people, like he's chewing on a cigar, but he's actually chewing on a salami. This sounds like quite cool. To be honest, I'm a I fan mean, of deli meats. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, it kind of made me want a pepperoni. It kind of made me want to just walk around like this badass. Like, yeah, I just chew on salami. <laughs> you, you guys think you're cool for smoking that tobacco, but I'm here with my salami. You can't beat that. Yeah. You can't be this. You can't be chewing salami walking down the street level. Of course. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of the um, 
the the episode of It's Always Sunny with the chewing gum, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, I, wanna, I want that. The, t- I the top dog's dog always crazy. The top dog's always crazy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that. He's just chewing this, like, bit of pepperoni. But it's, I don't know. It's just, there's just something about the film which, for me, balances this really, like, fun, re- like, humorous side with some really... It's actually it's pretty brutal in places, and yeah, then it's yeah. also actually really quite creepy. Like when we first, you know, when we first go in there, and the janitor's just like, "Now nah, fuck it, I'm just gonna carry, I'm just gonna get to it," and he's just cleaning. There, there is an amazing. This is the thing. Like, I think almost this this film so easily could have been terrible. Oh yeah, it could have like been. so like easily like. Um, there's a band to this thing. So like we said, like Five Nights at Freddy. So Five Nights at Freddy just basically, I mean, I've only, I've only actually ever played it on a mobile. But <laughs> yeah. like, it's, it's basically like you're watching on a security camera. Yeah. You change between them and each time it gets moved. I know there's been different versions now, but I'm yeah. pretty sure the original was just like, you're basically like the security guard watching yeah. the cameras. Security guard and it goes around and, and slowly gets closer. And, and to be fair, that, that concept worked really well because it is actually a pretty creepy thing where yeah, you're like suddenly like, oh shit. And, and this obviously is taking inspiration from that kind of yeah. idea. But, um, you know, but the way it builds straight away, like you said, like when he walks in, it's legitimately kind of a, you do see the characters like in shadows and stuff throughout yeah. the film in the background like slowly like sometimes they start to slowly get closer and closer so it really works with that kind of it's an old place that's got lots of shadowy corners and shadowy yeah. areas and it's also kind of cool to just see this kind of run down kind of place but what balances it is Nicolas Cage is just yeah. he's just get, he's just getting up with it like he could have just walked in and just done fuck all for the whole yeah. time but instead there's something almost charming about the fact that this guy seems to be like a mysterious badass yeah but he does the work yeah he's proper <laughs> doing the work like and you're just following him and I'm not sure how many actors I could have just watched basically in some extended scenes where he's just cleaning and I'm just like well yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm down for just watching Nicolas Cage clean <laughs> yeah well we just you know we get like um, we yeah we see him cleaning and then we see uh this uh, i can't i can never remember any of the i can't remember the woman's name so i'm gonna google her it's live you know um and she turns up uh and you know her and her friends are kind of like attempt to burn it down yeah to burn the building down and then she's at, like being caught at the start hasn't she by the cop that yeah we she's mean, been caught at the start I don't, I don't know what her name is but she's quite a character actor or something yeah she, I really recognised her in something um, I'm going to have to google she, it she's been in a whole bunch of things for some reason the only thing that pops in my head is I know she she definitely showed up as in my name is it <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's definitely an actual actor but she's been in other horror films as well yeah but there was um, one she film. always plays like a you know she always plays like a, a country woman or I don't know or a, something like that like a, a mother or it's a, Beth Grant is she not in I feel like she I, I don't know why I feel like she's in one of the Texas Chainsaw remakes I like, feel like she is and so, I feel like or if she's not she seems perfect for the role well, she, to cast yeah. her in the next one so she <laughs> so she was in um, she was in Child's Play 2 she was in um, Doctor Doolittle your favourite film she's in Donnie <laughs> yeah, Darko are we talking about uh, Eddie Murphy yes the yeah, original there you go, she was in Pearl Harbor <laughs> um, I'm sh- I think it, it might it might be Donnie Darko that I feel like yeah. She really sticks in my mind from because she's, like you said, she's she's. I've seen her in, in so definitely much. in TV. I've seen her in loads of roles. She's been in so much. I'm sure she's, like I said, I'm sure she's been. She's in. I'm pretty sure she's in Friends as like a crazy lady that finds the, that has that gives. Uh, she is. She's in. Gives, gives Phoebe the can of thing that has the thumb inside. Yeah, she's, she's that episode one. the one with the thumb. She I'm pretty Lizzie. sure she's in Brooklyn Nine Nine. My name is Earl. She's been in so much TV, but. The X Files, um, the X Files, yeah. Malcolm in the Middle, Diagnosis, Murder. Yeah, she's she is she's, <laughs> she's a so hard much. working actress. My name is Earl. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I knew she was. A, she's she's the just... Office. This is where I knew her from. She is Dwight's. Baby she's sir. Dwight's baby sir. That's how yes, I knew she, her. Yeah, she's Dwight's. But she's baby in so sir. much. But she is in so much, and I'm I'm I'd be surprised if there aren't more horror credits on oh, that. Yeah, definitely. She seems perfect for horror. But again, and again, oddly though, she's normally typecast as like. Um, I don't know, the, the the mother or the older lady or things like that. Yeah. And weirdly, the fact that she's like the cop in this one has actually seemed like quite nice that she's yeah. getting a slightly different... And she gets a bit more to do than you. And, and she comes across, you know, she is kind of like a... 
there's a conflict actually that we get even though we don't get loads of her there is actually the conflict that we get in lots of scenes with her between the fact that she's with she because she's the guardian of Liv isn't she yeah she's she's Liv's guardian so that kind of changes because at the start you don't know that when she arrests her but then she puts her inside of like a you think she's almost being like kidnapped at the start because yeah. she's put inside but it doesn't make it clear that she's her guardian at the start Not until later so yeah. she's kind of locked in so you're like this is a kind of this this cop is is a bitch basically. Yeah, <laughs> like she can't do that. She can't lock you in there. And yeah, as as we kind of go later, as the, we get the group of friends who who are all right. I mean, they're, they're, just, they're just cannon fodder. They're just cannon fodder. Yeah, which I'm not against, man. You need I mean, cannon fodder. I literally did think that this film was literally just Nicolas Cage, purely only Nicolas Cage. Yeah. literally in 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 the place. So the fact that there was some people to get killed off because I was like, well, you're not killing off Nicolas Cage. So it was nice to get some people to die, basically. Because yeah. I literally thought that this film was secluded. It was purely just they'd got Nicolas Cage, they got some robots, and they were like him versus robots. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was. So uh, you know, I with, liked them a few. With like, people. they're scary, but more Five Nights at Freddy. I thought it was going to be more just constantly just mainly popping out at him and him trying to averting them kind of thing. And yeah, I didn't think he... What I thought get he, is not what I imagined, and no. that's Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I thought he'd be in there, and then he'd be like, these things are trying to kill me, I'm going to try and escape. But instead, he's just like, I'm in here, these things are trying to kill me, but I must clean. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Like, it's not, it, not Nicholas Cage is in here with... Uh, monsters that are trying to kill it. It's the fact that monsters are stuck with Nicolas Cage is basically what it is. Literally, it's, <laughs> it's you should you should never be stuck alone with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, because you don't know what's going to happen. Well, I love the the first um, you know because the so the mascots we get are obviously Willy Weasel, the main boy, Artie Alligator, Cami Chameleon, Ozzy Ostrich, Nighty Knight, Tito Turtle, Gus Gorilla, and Simon Sarah. Um, and I love what you know that the shot of the janitor just cleaning, and then as like behind him we see Ozzy the ostrich, um, oh, yeah, yeah. and then he just fucking murks him with a broom, <laughs> just batters him. And one of my you know one of my uh, one of the parts I love I about thought the you were film say, one of my dreams is to one get of my dreams is... by Nicholas Cage. <laughs> no, one of my dreams is to kill an ostrich with a broom. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that after he's killed each one, will, he uh... just bags them up. My at my wedding later this year, there's an ostrich literally. There's an ostrich farm right behind the oh, barn. Wow. Like there's ostriches yeah. there, which now means I have to tell them to look out for the best man. Yeah, which is, which is Robbie, by the way. But I need to look at tell them to look out for the best man. And They'll be like broom. the next day. Why we found a broom and several dead ostriches. Yeah. Ah shit, we drank too much last night. Yeah, time, we didn't killed. We? Him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think it's like it. That's awesome. And then we get we get a scene where Liv enters to kind of tell the janitor because she, she, he's in there he's locked in um, and, and he then, gives no shits he don't give a fuck he doesn't care he's like, like I'm here for I've got a deal I got a that's deal. the deal and he cleans I love that he cleans the bathroom and we watch him clean all of the bathroom and then he gets attacked by the gorilla and he just batter, he just curb stomps the gorilla's head yeah. in. <laughs> and it's so fucking funny man <laughs> but, and it's this kind of odd like it's like an oil but it kind of has a kind yeah. of reddish like a blood and it's kind of yeah but it, it's, it's brutal the way that these guys are dispatched and you're yeah. kind of like, oh shit, you shouldn't have fucked with him. <laughs> you shouldn't have, but it's it's so class. Like, but as uh, I said, I found something weirdly soothing about just watching Nicholas Cage cleaning. Yeah, well, it's very just, mindful. Just cleaning the thing. You're just there like, ah, oh, look how nice and clean he's got yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. The man doing a further job. Hire Nicholas Cage to clean <laughs> yeah, the bathroom yeah, today. To clean <laughs> he might burn it down after he's yeah. cleaned it. But, yeah. <laughs> but it was awesome, man. Um, and then, obviously, as Liv goes in, she gets chased by by Artie. And then, um, you know, we kind of get the rest of the boys, like the rest of her, her friends climb in. Um, well, they'll clap to the they'll, ceiling, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they all climb on the roof. To, and they're they end like, up in like, the ball pit and stuff like that. Yeah, inside. they end up in the ball pit. Because she's like, why the fuck are you here? And it's like, oh. <laughs> we fell through the roof, yeah. yeah. And there, there's one, there are some like interesting scenes that I think are really actually quite like terrifying. And it's, it's the, the main ones for me is because I think it's around this time, we get the reveal that like this the town, this is a setter that they've got. We yeah. don't find out why it's been. So set his tire, yeah, his tires were burst. His tires were reason burst. to bring him there, and and then everybody's got gets the same deal made, and we kind of see this montage of different families or different travelers who have been 
tricked into doing this. Yeah. Because uh, the open uh, the open scene, I was going to say, we just missed that opening scene. Completely. Of, <laughs> yeah, completely missed that where we've got this weird kind of two people, a woman and a man being kind of chased through the middle of the, you know, yeah. what still looks like a, the open kind of, it's still fair, it's still open at that time, yeah. like at, late at night and they're kind of running through and we get this kind of brutal dispatch, but we don't fully see it. No. Uh, until later on when it's revealed that that is actually Liv's parents. Yeah. And she's the, the little girl. I think you get a reveal of a little girl at the start. So yeah, you, just you assume they're all dead, basically. Yeah, you, you see a little girl, um, and I think <clears throat> Tex McAdoo finds her, or, may, or maybe the um, the police officer finds her, which is why I think that's what happens. Yeah, she finds her in... Yeah. Um, hidden in that because they see the basically the dead bodies of the parents disappear and the mum's like head beheaded yeah and like they see that and then they find her just hidden in the clots so they obviously just missed her or something yeah. like that. and then we get the the backstory of the animatronics which is because obviously I think as they break in uh, the janitor keeps cleaning and is like I, I don't give a fuck um, and then um, they get uh, we get then the like another flashback of when it was open. Um, and it was owned by uh, Jerry Robert Willis, Willie's Wonderland, uh, who was a serial killer. And then he had like seven cannibalistic colleagues who yeah. murdered people like at the fair. Cult, wasn't it? Yeah, he had like a little cult. And then, but it's cool because it, it, it's creep is creepy and unsettling because it's one. It's a lot of the deaths here are to do with like kids and whole families and yeah. the fact that they take them like out into a like a special room they've got like a special room yeah. for them all like a birthday room or something yeah and you get like, like, this one shot of like a family kind of enjoying around the cake but it's just them in the room so it feels weirdly secluded and then yeah. you get them all start to gather around them and then you see like blood splattering and them getting like like decapitated yeah. or pulled apart or like basically going for a ch- going for a nice munch <laughs> yeah and then obviously the, the, like the police clock on because I think they say like they started to notice that, like, the the suits were, like, covered in blood or dripping blood and smelling like rot. Yeah. Which yeah. is fucking gross. Yeah. Um, and then they obviously, Willie and his crew, transfer the souls into the animatronics. And the one thing I love is, like, that's it. That's your explanation, you know. Which makes me feel like it was. it's a film from the 80s because it has this very like bizarre plot yeah that you wouldn't usually get but it also it just says it's just like well that's it we're, and now we're not going to be talking about demonic possession we're not going to be no. talking about anything it's, it's straightforward just, we don't need yeah. to yeah we don't Belt need to braces man we don't need to that which i which is why we kind of love the 80s for that kind of thing because yeah. There's, there's nothing more worse than some of the things they have in recent horror films where they just feel like they have to keep on fucking going on about it. And they have it. to like, keep explaining who things. Who gives a shit? Like, you're not doing anything... Unless you've got something really original to say, then we don't care. Yeah. We get the point, get on with the killer. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it kind of endears me to the film, you know. Um, and then we get... The, then we get Nighty Night uh, impaling her friend, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, then I think... We get a couple of cool scenes here where I think there's a guy and a girl who have snuck off to the the birthday room and they're like they're fucking on the bed yeah, and the cro- yeah. and you know the I think the crocodiles in there with them um, and there might be another one that's uh, in there and then the other friend kind of runs into the room with the strobe lighting. And he gets gobbled up by another couple of them, and it's that cool, it's that thing of like, well, we've explained the cannibalistic yeah, kids yeah. who are in, you know, who are in these things. Now you're just gonna die. Yeah, and we kill yeah. off like. I was gonna say the they cast. get pretty because they're kind of having sex, but they also get kind of the crocodiles properly like tearing into the guy's chest. Yeah, and she tries to get away, but you see her get pulled, and then obviously. Um, Outside, I was about to call Nicholas Cage's character Nicholas Willie. Cage's character. Willie, <laughs> the janitor he is Willie. and Liv um, are outside. She's trying to get inside, and he's basically without any dialogue again. He's basically trying to be like, "Yeah, let's, I just go." Yeah, like basically just being like, "You should like get out," like trying to push her out. Kind of, you get out, and then him kind of walking in and being like, "Here, me the alligator." Yeah, well, I love that he, you know, he decapitates um, Nighty Night. And then he does the he does the kill that I really wanted him to do, to the alligator where he just like you know rips the jaws open. Oh yeah, yeah. Badass. I've been I've been playing loads of God of War recently, <laughs> and I was watching this, and I was like, 
is this like is this Nicolas Cage's like audition for like Kratos? <laughs> because some of the kills he does are just absolutely brutal, like ripping the crocodile's jaws open, curb stomping the gorilla. You know, it's just like so violent. They are yeah. so cool. No, no, well, that's it's what raises it is the fact yeah. that it's just Nicolas Cage going brutal on robots, basically. Yeah. There was one scene that I didn't expect. So Liv's boyfriend or like the, her like closest friend. It, He's got feelings for her, but I don't know if she's she's into it. Um, he gets stalked by the chameleon into like the arcade. I I liked this. It was a really scene. cool Where scene. He, go, he basically goes inside of the yeah the, the claw like machine. The claw you know, like, he'd like drop yeah. it down kind of thing. He hides inside of there. Yeah, um, and then uh, whilst he's hiding there, we then get the reveal from um, the police officer that after they kind of shut Willie's down. Um, the animatronics were kind of murdering people around town. Which yeah, was, so they which were getting really cool. out at night. They, they were getting out at night and killing people, which is which is a cool idea. Um, and yet again, it's done in like quite a creepy montage. Yeah, um, of like body parts and just like people dead in like the streets or dead in alleys and yeah, or where you could see a trail that was basically led back to there. So that's how they kind of led it back because they were like the bodies are literally basically being part. The parts left are trailing back towards yeah. the, and then yeah. and then I think they make the deal with with the animatronics, and I think that's when we see the. I think that's actually when we see the montage of them and the and the multiple people who they've kind of tricked into cleaning it. Yeah, I yeah. think that's when we see it as well. It's it's just I don't know why it's it just it's really fucking cool. I was just watching it and I was like, it, it's, it's a really, it's, it, it's an oddly hard one to say because we can't say that there's a lot of plot here. It's, it's no. not really a lot of plot. It's a lot of scenes. It's it's a lot of scenes of Nicolas Cage cleaning on a pinball machine, <laughs> yeah. drinking soda, or basically just dis- brutally destroying a bunch yeah. of groups. You know, and in between that, we've got more plot probably from Liv's side where she's got the backstory of... You know her the the fact that her her parents were killed and that she's been looked after in this town and yeah. she's always had a vendetta against it, tried to destroy it, but there are whatever reason there's been things that have got in the way or stopped her from doing that or stopped her from leaving the town that she's yeah. wanted to leave. I mean, um, for me, yeah, uh, one of the main things is that I think yeah, it doesn't have it's very bare bones. Like you said, it's just mm. him playing ping pong, him cleaning, him smashing in like a robot and then a couple of other pieces but the film's only 88 minutes long yeah and i think it's paced really well it's almost like because it's so bare bones but it's almost but it's so it's very short it's very concise in what it wants to do the only bit i don't really like is at the very end um but apart from that it's almost like it it just wants to be fun it's like i'm not trying to really have a message i just want to make a fun film that's that's partly scary partly gory it purely i mean it almost goes into the brand of nicholas cage of balls to the wall kind of thing it's basically like almost a perfect nicholas cage vehicle yeah (laughs) you know um and it does fully delve into that um uh, and it is a film that definitely it would fall apart if it went on very much longer. Yeah, because like it, towards the hour. end, I feel like it does start to be a little bit like we've seen you destroy several of these now, and you, you've already dispatched all of the friends except yeah. for li- you know. So you've kind of did, and, and they felt like they died pretty fast. Like they felt like they all kind of went in a fairly quick well, order once did. they were inside. I mean, the way the the that's why yeah. I was so shocked when um, when her friend died. You know. Because we get the part about the animatronics and the deal that they made and then the police officer um, adopting Liv and kind of looking after her. And obviously she, I think she's rung, or one of them's rung the police to say, yeah, yeah. we're here. So they go, they head over there to try and save them. Because um, they're just sat waiting for, you've basically just got the two cops just sat waiting for the call to come in that something's gone wrong basically. Yeah, um, yeah, just and sat there talking. And then even then when she gets towards it, she... They still like she seems to take a long ass time because she sits outside in the car at one point having a nap. Yeah, <laughs> I was a bit like this doesn't seem too urgent, but this is, I don't think that's when Liv had called. I think that's when someone else said of a disturbance going on. Or yeah, like they that. said something like that. Um, but then it's when her her boyfriend or whatever Chris when he dies. I didn't expect him to die because of we'd had you know 
three people dispatch quite quickly. Yeah. And then she lures him out saying, you know, I'm not like the other ones and I'm not going to hurt you. And then the janitor... And the voice kind of changes as well, which is kind of creepy. Yeah. And then, (laughs) you know, the tongue flies out and snaps his neck. I was like, fucking hell. I really didn't expect it. I expected the janitor to just... No, because the first... I think this this is the one thing that changes. The first few feel very animatronic costumes. There's not really too much else to them. But then we get um, that one, which is... I can't remember what it's It's the Kami Chameleon. The Kami Chameleon with the the tongue, which again feels like an extra feature. And then we've got the... Which is the the one that's like a a fairy? Um, Sarah. Almost feels like... Siren Sarah. Siren Sarah. And she's got that creepy smile with her yeah. what looks almost like actual like teeth or things underneath. Yeah. Like literally looks like there's a demon hiding underneath that robot robot because obviously she's the one that looks most like a person just in a costume. Yeah. Looks she like someone does. like kind of just looks like someone where they've added stuff around it, but the hands and stuff almost just look like the person's hands. Yeah. Um, definitely. But she's kind of the one that constantly seems to evade dying. And kind of keeps popping back up later and later and yeah. later. Um, and obviously it all it all builds to the, the willy fight, obviously. Yeah, it does. But yeah. there's a I mean there's a cool bit where the police officer does go in um, and oh, yeah. they you know, she she um, chains uh, the janitor up and takes Liv away and then obviously they end up uh, they end up getting attacked by, by Tito. Um but Liv manages to escape. Um, I think she shoots Tito with a shotgun or something like that. It's quite cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then we get back in, and uh, the janitor's so- like, you know, the janitor's tied up, um, and you think like, oh, Sarah and and Cammy are gonna like, you know, have a have a pop here, but then he just like breaks out, and I love that he just twists Cammy's fucking neck and just <laughs> kills her, and it's so easy. And then, um, you know, then the 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 sheriff break you know goes back in and tries to and has a shotgun to the janitor and is saying like come and kill him and stuff like that and then we see her get ripped in half which is also awesome. yeah willie's the one that willie's the, behind her willie's the only one left so yeah literally him. which is cool it's a cool effect as well because you you probably get to almost see the slicing and stuff like that and see the two parts kind of come away yeah um it's always a cool effect and it's not made off. on a massive budget it's like five million yeah, I'm, to be fair, I'm surprised it was even that high. So yeah, then, yeah, and you can tell where most most of that's gone into the costumes. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean, apart from that, like the setting and the costumes, pretty much where most of it has gone. Um, the ever the little feature that is always so cool throughout is that every time he gets dirty, he changes his shirt to a different Willy's Wonderland. Type. Yeah. So I just I just love that little part where it's just there's always that little thing where he's like looks down at himself and it's just new shirt. Yeah, and he just has to drink like every and half he has, hour. Every hour, it's almost yeah. That's why it has this crazy and we know that I know that Nicolas Cage has got this huge like you know like. Uh, Japan anime kind of like all like yeah. video games comics. He's he's a giant nerd. Yeah. Um, and he it's almost like the pinball machine and the drinks are his energy refuel. Like every time between yeah. them, he has to just play. The, which again, I do believe is partially them filling in the fact that they didn't actually have him to film for too long. I feel like at yeah. times I feel like <laughs> I feel like they shot this long shot so they just, can just keep putting him back in to, to do this though. Yeah. it's like basically for an hour can you just do different roles of you drinking and playing <laughs> that and we're just going to spread that throughout the film just to make sure we went to again for you're not gone for too long well there's a great scene just after uh, Chris has had his neck snapped by Cammy where like they're about to fight and his alarm goes off and he just leaves Liv to fight Cammy herself yeah, yeah, and yeah. just has a drink and plays pinball yeah exactly he, it's he's so just funny and it's funny because he goes from a kind of like quite like at first like quite serious to then by the time he's had quite a few of those he's like dancing he's dancing, around, like, yeah. around. <laughs> he's just like tapping the pinball machine and he's just loving it he's loving life and yeah that is I mean again most people have pretty much only come for this film maybe the, the robot you know the whole Chuck E. Cheese kind of thing yeah. has drawn you in but you pretty much just come because you want Nicolas Cage to see him destroy it and it gives you exactly what you want oh yeah and it gives you you basically are coming to watch the brand that is crazy Nicolas Cage. Yeah. There's there's actor Nicolas Cage. There's some intro, you know, and he, he can be a very good actor, even a serious actor when he wants to be. He's a very good actor in many ways. Yeah, he is. But there's also the crazy Nicolas Cage, which everyone just loves in its own way. I mean, we've got all of these 
memes and online and <laughs> you know and the, the one that's doing the rounds like crazy at the moment is the um the clip of him in um unbearable weight of massive yes. talent with him and pedro, pedro pascal, pascal you yeah. know where you've got him looking dazed and like <laughs> drugged and then pedro pascal with his thing and just any number of things that you could put between that <laughs> between one side <laughs> to the other not um, only that but it, they made you know they made a film about him being like yeah. uh, just him being him you being know? A, basically a star that he a star that has run his course almost a star that is like down on money and basically will take anything that people give him because no one's hiring him yeah which is exactly what the, the film is but also exactly where he was and then basically going into the fact that his craziness could save the world basically yeah, it's so good um, <laughs> and i love this this stage of nicholas cage's career uh, I, I like the fact the that resurgence. he's in this like it, I, you know not so keen when it goes he's still occasionally doing the ones that are just pure direct-to-DVD kind of rubbish. But when he goes into these interesting kind of indie kind of... Yeah. Or, or filmmakers who don't make big money but are interesting in their own way, like he has with ones like Colour of Love and... Is it Colour of Love? Colour of... No. Colour of Space? Colour of Space. It might be that the one. The Lovecraft one. And Mandy and... Um, is it? Prisoners it's of the Ghost. mud, is it? Mud. He's, he's done another he did something similar to that I think Mud, that's Matthew McConaughey but yeah. there's, um, there's there's another one similar to that I can't remember what it is off the top of my head but yeah when he's doing these ones these are interesting kind of these are interesting roles that we're getting to yeah. see take part in and I know that this one doesn't probably fall into the same kind of some of those are much more like in a bit more of the serious realm or taken a bit more critically like yeah. you know loved upon but I, I just like the fact that he's fully just going to it and seems to be just enjoying picking projects he's just like yeah that sounds like fun yeah. I'll just do what I want to do you almost literally look at it and go I kind of wish other actors would be that free to go yeah fuck it you, I've got nothing to lose here yeah. and I might as well just make the money let's make this money and let's do what I want to do but also let's do some, if I'm going to make money for nothing let's do some interesting projects which again is what a lot of the other other actors in this situation for whatever reason you know good or bad um, a lot of them will just go for them and just do certain ones probably the ones that offer a bit more money even if they're still cheap crap yeah. whereas he doesn't seem to be completely led by the money he seems to be more led by yeah that sounds like fun I'm going to do that maybe he learned how to budget I don't know because yeah, it does seem like he's just doing more what he wants now yeah which I, is I commendable think so. and I, I think he has built his money back up now better after doing them for so long it's been yeah. it's been literally like like a lot of those ones like Next and stuff like that he said like I mean we were in like that was like a high school to early college years that was like 10 years ago yeah. that was like over 10 years ago now like when he was doing those films he's done about 10 years of these direct to DVD streaming yeah. whatever kind of films um, so I think he's built his money back up but now he's just still going with it and obviously you know why dip your toe back in I'm sure the box office and stuff like that is such a shitty ground to be in because it's like if you don't make enough, even to be fair, a lot of people thought that unbearable weight of massive talent would make a lot of money, but that didn't actually do that well. Yeah. Either. Even though people like were loving it and loving Nicolas Cage's craziness, they still didn't go fully in for the yeah. whole. I'm going to watch a whole film about that kind of thing. And it, it, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a mixed bag out there. But he is getting these things like we were talking before, like he's doing Renfeld. Yeah. And getting to be Dracula and. Uh, pretty much the that's the main reason we want to see the film. Yeah, you know, it's not for, it's it. not so much for Nicholas Nicholas Holt as Renfeld. It's Nicholas. for Nicholas Cage <laughs> in occasional scenes. Probably it, it did, from the trailer, it didn't look like he's in it probably too much actually. But it's still like yeah, I, I want to see him be classic, almost Christopher Lee, but crazy Nicholas yeah. Cage, Christopher Lee kind of <laughs> level of yeah, I Dracula. Can't wait. Um, so yeah, I'm all yeah. in for getting a look at that one I'm, I'm sure we'll bring that to you at some point <laughs> yeah I mean the only because then basically just to kind of finish the film off you know um, Willie and the janitor fight a bit and the janitor just batters him with a bag of cans which yeah. I love um, and then rips his head off and Tex and Jed return the next morning and they open it expecting you know it's going to be a bloodbath but um, the place is like completely clean <laughs> yeah <it's> pretty, yeah <laughs> He finishes off Willie and then literally <laughs> finishes off Willie. Finishes off Willie, yeah. <laughs> and then um, he literally, yeah, he must have then spent the rest of the time continuing to clean the place up. And uh, yeah. again, it's something that I love about this weird ass character. Is like you don't know, and he doesn't seem to. 
He doesn't seem to care too much. Nothing he does is necessary to actually save anyone, really. No. Like, he's not in that way. He doesn't really care too much. Like, he does occasionally save Liv. Um, he doesn't really do much to help the other ones. He's just like, well, you're here, get on with it. Then. Yeah. Your choice to be here. I, I chose to be here because I've got a deal and I'm doing my job. That's so he's it. still just cleaning or playing pinball or drinking <laughs> while people are dying. So it's not like he's a, he's not a hero here in many no. ways, but it's the fact that he just he gets on with the job and he does it like that. And then, you know, and because he, he knows what he expects. And when they come back in and he's just like, here I am in my another new top. Yeah. Back in my yeah, get my leather jacket back on, and we had a deal basically without saying we had a deal or anything like that. Yeah. Just like, give me. Yeah. And it's like holy shit. And that's <laughs> it. And then he just you know gets in the car. Liv ends up going with him, uh, which I thought was like oh, that's really weird. <laughs> you just get in the car with this random stranger. Yeah, I was I was weirdly I was fully expecting it because it just felt like that kind of film. It the orphan goes like off it. with the weird stranger, which. Which again, in your head, you're just like, he gives her a, one of the cans, which again, like lots of people might have assumed it's beer, but it's not because it says pop on the yeah. side. Of it. it says pop on the side of it or soda or whatever. But yeah, it's it's such a weird thing where some people might read into that. And I don't read it in any other odd way, though. It kind of, no, just... it's like he's taking the order, like come off and be on my magical mystery tour. Well, it's just like she's, you know, she has no reason to stay in that town. It's a small town. All her friends are dead her adopted mum's dead just she has nothing to lose you know yeah because um, we get we get obviously with the uh, the owner and the, where they get off that's the only they're bit I so don't like. they're so like happy and excited that it's like it's over it's over yeah. it's over and then you get um, the, the one um, I was on about Sarah before. Simon yeah who kind of has already released the uh, they don't realise she's covered it in gasoline basically yeah and on now like hanging about kind of thing to finish them off and that's the only bit I don't like I don't know why it just seems really like rushed because she blows up and then the restaurant blows up yeah, and then yeah. they drive off and run over Tito I don't it was also effects wise it felt oddly out of place yeah it felt that's it I it think. didn't feel quite as everything else felt so practical in this film it didn't feel yeah. too CGI no. and that suddenly felt like an oddly thrown in CGI kind of scene yeah it felt um, to me like they were like oh shit how can we end it oh we've, one of them could still be alive oh just blow them up you know yeah. we um, blew them up in that salami with the one with it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and you, you've also got the robot that was outside though yeah he gets, he gets run over doesn't yeah. he yeah Gets Tito, Tito there, yeah, the comes turtle. at them and just gets completely destroyed by him, like smashes for him. Do they yeah. reverse as well and spin around his body and then go back? <laughs> no, I think they just drive for him. He once. definitely does a spin at some point. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the car shots are like I do. Whether is it stunt man or is it just Nicolas Cage <laughs> being like, "Here's the keys. I'm just going to drive around and just shoot me." Yeah, <laughs> just kills him. Just keep shooting me. Um, so go into the social media lounges always. Um, you can, like I say, every episode or most episodes, we put up the films we're discussing. Um, so you can come and have your say on them at CMTH Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, so Johnny Vassetti um, said, This one was so fun. Um, it hooked me from the beginning, and Nicolas Cage is, is so cool. The pinball machine lives rent free in my head, rent free. Um, Night of the Living podcast the film was so goddamn fun now Cage Fighting who are um, a bunch of Wolverhampton boys uh, said it was one of their favourite and they actually have uh, Willie in their logo and uh, they are a Nicolas Cage podcast Um, they actually chatted to Imoy who was the composer music editor and voice of Willie um, which is pretty cool um, and we needed Rhodes. Um, Neil said that he loved it. Kept waiting for Cage to say his first line, and then marvelled at the balls to not have him talk, which is awesome. You know? It is. It's an amazing part of it. It, it. it oddly works. It is the case of you know this film is I think more enjoyable than I actually thought because I did think this could be really bad. And so I expected it. To be. I expected it to be like bad, and yet I properly just had fun with it. I know it's not. It, this is not a classic piece of filmmaking. No. This is not. This is this is almost rude and crude and and just mad and crazy, just like you'd expect. Yeah. But this is exactly what I wanted in many ways from Nicolas Cage. I wanted to see him fight robots. Hell yeah! And oddly enough, I didn't realize I wanted to see Nicolas Cage play pinball and clean 
clean a building for so long. Yeah. But those <laughs> I'm, are the highlights. I would probably give. I would probably get rid of half of the the teenage cast. Yeah. And just just continue to let me just watch him clean for yeah. a while <laughs> and I, play pinball and. Uh, Maybe throw in a little bit more of that, like him getting, like, them trying to pop out of him and him just uh, ignoring them. <laughs> just yeah. walking past them, like, <laughs> I don't care about you. <laughs> like, I really respect them committing to him not saying a word because I was expecting him to either be really over the top or I kept waiting for one liners, you know? Yeah. I kept waiting for something. Some crazy one like yeah. You know, and I was it, thinking this film's perfect for it, you know. Exactly. It's very oh, yeah. 80s. Oh, you know. Nicholas Cage could have totally brought it with lines and stuff like mad-ass lines. But yeah. weirdly, I think it actually would have brought the film down. It feels to be stronger. Like without... It's stronger with him not talking. Yeah. It's, which is odd because, you know, I, I, in many things, he's fantastic with his lines and his crazy-ass <laughs> lines that he comes up with. But in this case, it weirdly raised it because I was weirdly kind of like... I respect your choice, oddly enough. This makes it stand out, whereas most actors would not give a chance of doing that. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, this is totally you doing what you want to do, and I'm, I'm down for that. I'm, I know so that might not be the case that it's it wasn't, it, it may have been designed like that, but uh, yeah, yeah. It, again, it, it just totally felt like, so I felt like Nicolas Cage would be full on like, yep, that's that's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk. Can you... Can you hide my face? <laughs> yeah. Can you hide my whole body? You can basically just cover me just, over the whole film. Just wear like a green. Can I be one of the? Yeah. Can I be Willie? <laughs> can I dress as him the whole film? Yeah. How I'm, about that? Like that's what it was his original pitch. Can I'll be in the costume? Yeah. And I'll be like, well, we can't. We, we kind of don't have a lot of money. Like we the only reason we get five million is because you said you'll star in it. Yeah. I'll be like, yeah, I'll star in it in the costume. We kind of need to see you. Yeah. Oh, or, or or at least we you need to be the voice of the costume. I'm not talking. Yeah, I'm not saying a word. What do you want? <laughs> I'm not saying a word. I envision this as so. Will, Willie needs to talk because he's meant to be an animatronic. Okay. Oh, all right. Oh, I'm not being Willie. <laughs> I'm not being Willie. I'll be I'll be a silent janitor. As in, you do something in the film. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll just be. A, I'll just stand in the corner as a silent janitor. I'll play pinball. Yeah, I love it. It's so good, and I don't know. There's just something about it. Like, so there apparently there's talks of a sequel, which I'm completely open for. But I wonder how they would do it. You know, I, I was more thinking. It, I was watching it, going, I could follow this character more, but it wouldn't be the same thing. It would be like basically his character in a different horror setting. I'd be up for that, yeah. Like basically follow his character as he gets into another wacky adventure, yeah. basically. So it's <laughs> yeah. not it's not another like you know Five Nights at Freddy ripoff. It's it's a completely else, different yeah. thing. Him v zombies. Him v that be awesome. Him v vampires. Him v I don't know. Him v some odd creatures from the I lagoon. Would love that. You know, <laughs> like yeah, that's what I mean. Like I, I could follow him just basically being like a, a super. He's basically he's not a supernatural hunter because he doesn't seem to have any interest in getting in the situation. But he'll get himself out of the situation. Yeah. <laughs> basically, like yeah, I, I could follow him like that, just him driving around in his car, basically constantly ending up in some weird supernatural situation. Yeah, and just having to. And that's it. And, and that's all you that. need. As long as, and again, I assume he'll just have to have a pinball machine somewhere yeah. nearby. <laughs> he'll have to have his special brand of soda in order to so survive good. the night. Um, but no, this was um, this was a pleasant surprise of a film. Yeah, it, it is it is more fun than you think. And if you want to just you know pass an hour and a half easily, yeah, then just yeah, just pop it on. You'll 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 like it way more than you expect. And again, I, I'm not trying to ju- justify this as great. You know, to some people, this would be absolute shit. Of course, but um, you know, this is this is a trash Nicolas Cage film for them. <laughs> but if you like Nicolas Cage, and especially like crazy Nicolas Cage, or just off the chains kind of thing, then you'll you'll be fully in for this film. Yeah, no, I could definitely. I think this will be like a rainy day favorite. You yeah. know, one of those films where you can just watch it many times. It's yeah, it's not going to win any awards. But it's it does not all movies need to you know no. it's just a fun f- film it's filled with. Fun I was going to say that Five Nights at Freddy has a lot to live up to, but then in my head actually Five Nights at Freddy doesn't have to be like this film because we don't have to have Matthew Lillard <laughs> destroying robots yeah. and stuff like that. I think he's got a voice one of the bad guys. That's what I've heard. Oh, is he the voice? I thought he was actually in it. That's what I've heard. He's got to be 
voicing where he's he's got to be the bad guy. It's my fault that I basically wanted Shaggy being chased by. Yeah, yeah, I basically, Scooby-Doo I just Frank. want Scooby Doo free. I'm just I'm still disappointed to this day that we're not we won't get that film. Maybe one day. I'm I'm pretty pleased that we got through this whole episode without saying beat Willie <laughs> <laughs> or he beat Willie off or something like that. You know. I mean, we had so we, uh, I mean, we had the Willie, we had salami, we had, yeah, we had many moments that we could have uh, got into, but. Yeah, I feel like we've we've actually kept up for such an odd, crazy uh, film. We've we've been quite good boys. We have been very good boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's it for Willy's Wonderland. Um, if you've enjoyed the show, then uh, you know please leave us a lovely review. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, put a five star and just put Beats Off Willy. Um, <laughs> uh, hit the subscribe button. And we will see you next week. Come and find us on Twitter and Instagram at CMTH Podcast. Stay safe and uh, avoid going to any animatronic restaurants. Goodbye.